from the big screen to the small screen and everything in between. This is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Daniel. This is Chad. I'm Chris. This is Melody. And I'm Josh. And we are back to talk all things media. We've had a few weeks off this summer, and so we have a huge episode for you today. It's our summer catch-up episode. So while we got you, go like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. Let us know what you've been watching this summer. We want to know what you think. We want to know what you guys have been watching, and uh, if, if it sucks or if you like it, we want to know what you guys are up to. Anyway, and you've heard enough from me, let's move on to Jump Cuts. Hey, before we do, just real quick, I wanted to cut in and just uh, mention something significant that's happened in the life of the Screeners podcast. What is that, Chris? Listen, here it is. Daniel's been with us for one year, guys. Can you believe a year has passed? Oh, my goodness. I don't know what we did to convince you, probably manipulated you in some way, shape, or form. I don't know what kind of dirt. I know. I think you must have some dirt on him somewhere, Chad. It's true. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's been a year. That's insane. I haven't... yeah, I, I anyway. So, I mean, Daniel and I, we the, our only friendship is through this podcast. I, true. I really, and you that's know, a tenuous have, friendship at best. It is. It's very. Every once in a while, he says things, and I, he's called uh, Chris Junior for every once in a while. I think I've adopted him. I don't know true. what's happened, yeah. but anyway, papers are pending. Papers are pending. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, anyway, just wanted to uh, let everybody know that he's been with us, and we're grateful for that. We look forward to what the future has. So let's now let's move on into our. Uh, into our main events. Welcome to the main event. We have a very special main event this week. As you know, the screeners have been on sort of a hiatus for the last several weeks. And so we thought for this week's main event, we would try and catch up on everything that we have been watching and everything that maybe you've been watching as well. And so we're going to have a, a triple header of Ghostbusters, Star Trek Beyond, and Jason Bourne. Unsurprisingly, not all of the screeners saw all of these movies. So this first one that we're going to start with, it's only me, Chris, and Daniel. But we're going to jump right in and talk about Paul Feig's Ghostbusters. It's a class four apparition. That's okay. She seems peaceful. My name is Erin Gilbert, Doctor of Particle Physics. Ah! That stuff went everywhere, by the way, in every crack. Very hard to wash off. We have dedicated our whole lives to studying the paranormal. Now there's sightings all over the city. There are people out there that need our help. Holtzman, you're a brilliant engineer. Ah! Erin, no one's better at quantum physics than you. We can provide a real service. I'm joining the club. You guys are really smart about this science stuff, but I know New York. And I can borrow a car from my uncle. (laughs) Uh, You didn't disclose that the vehicle was going to be a hearse. It's a Cadillac. The IMDb description is as follows. Following a ghost invasion of Manhattan, paranormal enthusiasts Aaron Gilbert and Abby Yates, nuclear engineer Jillian Holtzman, and subway worker Patty Tolan band together to stop the otherworldly threat. To say that this movie has courted controversy would be an understatement, uh, and I think this movie actually, in its own way, very overtly responds 
to some of that criticism, a male versus female, internet troll versus an all-female cast. Uh, there's certainly been a lot of discussion about this movie. I think a, wh- how people are reacting to this film is widely impacted by their relationship to the first movie. So what I thought we would do is start off with you guys uh, telling me what your relationship is to the first movie, where you hold it from a nostalgia standpoint, what it means to you. I would say that most of the reviews for this are medium to positive, more so th- than expected. Let's get right in. So Daniel. What did you think about Ghostbusters original and the new one? The original is good. I, I enjoy it. I didn't. I, I don't remember growing up on this one. I, I I don't know that I watched it until maybe late high school or something like that. So I, I didn't. I didn't like grow up watching it or anything like that. Uh, so I don't necessarily hold it as like a super classic film for me personally. But I've watched it a few times here. There, I have the DVD of it. You know, so I've watched it a couple times. I like it don't necessarily love it but i like it and honestly it holds very little it it affects my view of the new movie very little it didn't ruin my childhood as many people are saying to put women in these roles which is dumb is your childhood over yet though to be fair hang on a second all right hang on a second who is saying that daniel who 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 says that uh apparently the internet chris the internet Internet it's not true it's just not true Uh, we'll talk about it though hey daniel i wonder if chris is defensive about uh his movie there but anyway please. i I just i I think it's silly i I think this is a a marketing ploy but we'll 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 talk about it i'm excited to to get into this discussion with you marketing ploy a marketing ploy that is nonsense that is nonsense but let me talk about my opinion opinion of the movie first sure sure as a movie yeah i think it's unfair fair to judge it based upon any of that nonsense so hey uh, could you say that one more time daniel that just i feel like i that rings true totally, in the universe i one totally more time. agree i totally agree i i don't think it's fair to judge a movie based on uh, uh people on twitter so let's just let me just talk about the movie as as a movie first okay the movie was a little weird for me it looked decent from a visual standpoint i suppose the effects were fine and honestly occasionally there were some really so, so some decently cool moments with the effects, with the ghosts. But as, as far as the movie itself, it's supposed to be a comedy, I think. <laughs> and I didn't laugh. I, it, it, there were humorous moments, but I never, like, laughed out loud. It's not that it wasn't funny. It just wasn't that funny. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. Like, I, I, it just never made me bust out laughing. I, I thought it was mildly funny at best. I might have chuckled internally. But, you know, so it wasn't bad I, I i don't see any ways like i can't i was trying to rack my brain about um how is this a bad movie and i couldn't come up with anything i just also can't come up with anything that makes it great so it's just you know the characters are fine uh kate mckinnon was fairly annoying to me uh but leslie jones was funnier than i thought she would be melissa mccarthy was the same as she always is you know which is sort of funny so yeah, it was just a really weird movie to me. It didn't. I don't know. I I like can't. I can't figure out my opinion because it was just. It it was humorous, but not funny, and it looked okay, but it wasn't thrilling or scary or anything like that. So I don't know. It was just kind of there. It was just mediocre, honestly, to me. None of that has anything to do with the fact that they had four women uh, in the roles. That just. Those were just the characters that they chose. So. Um, <laughs> 
That's so, just the characters they chose. Okay, all right. So that's my opinion on Ghostbusters. So nice. Mediocre is what Daniel would use to describe the new. Yeah, maybe a little. I feel like when you say it's mediocre, that sounds no, like it's a, not it's what I said. It's what you said. But. Right. All right. Yeah. So maybe mediocre plus. Let's say mediocre plus. Mediocre plus. <laughs> it's a medium well. Okay. All right, Christopher, you tell us first, yeah. let's start with the original Ghostbuster. What what kind of places it hold in your world, if any, and what you thought about the new one? I think Ghostbusters, the original, the 1984 film, is probably a perfect movie in my mind. Um, oh. It is perfectly cast, um, really well executed. It's kind of what I would call lightning in a bottle because they tried to make a sequel to it, and it is not nearly as good as the first one. But the idea, the the original film itself, is really, really wonderful and funny and just fun. It really is. It really is great. So. For me, I grew up watching the animated series. That that probably is has founded more of my childhood nostalgia than even the movie because I was kind of scared of the movie when I was growing up. I had a fascination with it because I watched the cartoon, but the movie I didn't see until I was a little bit older. But when I did see it, I really liked it a lot, uh, and I still do. Uh, it's it's a really it's a really great movie. So I'm gonna do my best to divorce myself from. The Ghostbusters 1984 and Ghostbusters 2016. It's very difficult for me to do. And you won't be able Um, to. So here's what I thought of the movie. It's very, very similar to the way that Daniel felt. It just felt uh, to me like it was fun and sometimes it was funny, but I didn't really laugh out loud all that much. I had a good time. I I wasn't like disgusted by my experience. There was nothing that was awful where I thought to myself, oh, why did they do this to my, to my, 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 my franchise? I didn't, didn't feel like you know they owed me anything. I didn't feel beholden that they had to to do so. I I'm fine with them completely reinventing things. I enjoyed the 2009 Star Trek. They completely messed with Star Trek to make that, but I'm fine as long as they do something with a property and make it better, or at least justify why they made the decisions that they did uh, when they decided to change things. I just didn't feel like they they did that. Um, they didn't do enough yeah. of justification to say, "Hey guys, this is Ghostbusters too," and we can as in T O O, not T W O, but this is Ghostbusters. And look at what this cool thing we did with this awesome uh, property from the fr- – I just didn't think it, they justified that enough. So it just – I actually wrote down in my my notes for this is it's just uh, – it's just a mediocre paint-by-numbers action film with a bit of improv that worked really well. I, I love everybody who was involved in this movie. I like the director. I like the actresses. I like all – I like all of the talent is there. There are moments of character interaction that I thought were great. There were some really silly mo- – there were some characters that were in one movie. Like I felt like Chris – Hemsworth and um, oh, who's the gal who played the assistant to um, Cicely Strong? Yeah, Cicely Strong. I thought they were in one movie. Um, oh, and and, and uh, also I'd, I would definitely add Kate McKinnon in that group too. They were in one movie that I really would rather have seen, kind of more of a quirky, goofy movie. Um, and then you had Kristen Wiig and Melissa McCarthy in their kind of roles that they always are in, playing the same characters they always do. And so I just, I just didn't feel like it justified being a, 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 a Ghostbusters movie. They should have stayed with smaller stakes. The last, the action sequences are goofy and just strange. They, they never really set up any rules or any of that stuff. They don't really. There's nothing. I, I never felt like the stakes really mattered in this movie, and they tried to make it a big, you know, Hollywood blockbuster. Uh, so I wish they would have kept the stakes smaller. I wish they would have decided on a style uh, and done something different. And rather that, I think that it feels like. 
it, this is just a mediocre money grab and they threw uh, Ghostbusters on the title and said, here you go. And I told Chad, I was talking with him uh, earlier last week or whenever that was, I said, you know, if they would have called this, you know, paranormal trappers, I would have been like, sure, fine. That's great. That's wonderful. No, but no, that, no, no. But this does not deserve, this does not deserve the Ghostbusters label. They didn't do enough to justify that for me. So and there's that's the bias. There it is. Of course. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's just like anything else. Star Trek, I feel like they did enough to justify the Star Trek label. Um, you know, there, there are franchises that they come back to try and re- – like Casino Royale, that that kind of rebooted the the whole um, James Bond franchise and they did that well and they earned that mantle. I just don't feel like they did that here. Uh, they, don't, they don't do enough to justify a film that was really awesome and great and universally beloved and, uh, and, and really liked a lot. I just don't think they did enough to make it say this is a good Ghostbusters movie. Okay. So we got a mediocre plus and a straight mediocre from Chris. So of all the movies, maybe not all of them, but most of the movies, if I had to create a list of my most anticipated to least anticipated movies for the summer, um, like tentpole kinds of movies, this would be very, very near the bottom of that. I, I had Don't very, say it, Chad. very little interest in seeing this movie. The original one for me is I do have a pretty significant amount of nostalgia attached to that movie. Not like Chris, not on that level. I don't think it's perfect. I don't think it holds up as well as some of the other films from my childhood that I can still watch today and either laugh or feel excited by. I do think it's a great comedy. Uh, I do think that it has become its own entity because of the cult following that turned into kind of put an aura around it that I don't know that it necessarily holds up. I still like it, though, very much. But that alone was not enough to get me excited to see this movie. The The one thing that did have me interested in this is I'm a I'm a big fan of the director. So I, I really enjoyed movies like Spy, Bridesmaids was hysterical. And so the fact, it's one of those things that I I didn't understand the pre-hate for the movie because it seemed that the talent in the movie was exactly what you would want it to be and that it it had the potential to be just really great. So going into this movie, when I saw it, it had a a pretty full theater and there seemed to be a good mix of young and old and and people were generally excited. I was not. And I have to say that I absolutely and totally disagree with both Chris and Daniel. I really like this movie quite a bit. I mean, more than quite a bit. It's probably the most surprising movie at the end of the year when we do our biggest surprises. This has a good chance to be on my list. I thought that the first hour or so, which is the, without getting too spoilery, which is the assemblage of the team, of the team coming together, was delightful. I thought the interaction between the characters uh, Daniel mentioned that he didn't laugh very much. I I laughed more in this movie than I think any comedy that I've watched all year. Uh, and my audience was totally plugged in and engaged uh, as well. All the beats were landing. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of kind of the interaction that, that you had in Bridesmaids. Just really funny. Kate McKinnon, who in the trailers looks ridiculous, and who when I saw the trailer I thought, oh, this is not going to be good. For me, stole the show. She was hysterical. Um, 
and, and, <laughs> and that's okay that it didn't work for Daniel. But for me, I mean hysterical, and my audience was totally on board with her. And for the record, most of the people that have seen it from a critic standpoint also agree with us. But that's okay, Daniel. You don't have to like everything. So, except Roper, right? Uh, except, yeah, Roper did not, which is interesting. I think right now it's sitting at around like 73%. On uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The thing that I do agree with overall uh, is with Chris and and Daniel is that it is a mediocre action slash ghost busting movie. The when they wait, really, wait, say that one more time. It's a mediocre Ghostbuster movie. Is that what you just said? I just want to make sure that we're, I, I said Ghostbusting. Oh, oh, Ghostbusting oh, oh, movie. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. And so the title uh, of the movie, but okay, all right. Yes, it is. A, when it gets to the action beats when it gets to the when it gets to the point especially in the last act which is very much a reimagining somewhat of Awful. the of the first Awful. movie it's really not good now visually i think it looks good i do think it looks good um i enjoyed the aesthetic but it just gets really dumb and uninteresting and it just doesn't finish strongly whereas if they had kept it more focused on just the team and Amen. done a smaller thing where they were going after one big bad or one kind of thing that wasn't a citywide epic event, I would have really, it would have really put it over the top for me. But even still, all those things considered, this movie is great. My, my wife saw it with me. She laughed the entire time. We really, really liked it. And I, I promise you, I had no, no plans to like this movie. Ghostbusters is great. That's I, it's, what you just said. It's, it was, I, listen, I, I have to say that I would, I would absolutely watch this movie again. It was very entertaining, very funny. And I just love being in this world with these characters as they are played. The Hemsworth character is hilarious. But it's just the second that it gets over into the quote unquote plot and, the bad guy and fighting all of the big ghosts, it loses, it loses momentum for sure. But I cannot say that it was, it's competently made. It looks great. The visual effects are really great. Everything about it with a little bit more of an adjustment in a few areas, this could have been a home run for sure, but it, it, but it's not quite there. I don't think it's going to be beloved like the original, but I also think that unlike Chris, I do think that is absolutely worthy. If this is better than Ghostbusters 2 all day long. So there's no, it, it absolutely is worthy of the title. And so for me, it's something that I think they, not a home run, but it's a solid double and that they did a, a, as good as you could probably expect to be done under the circumstances. So for me, I say bravo. I really did like it. Fantastic. Yeah. I can't argue with a lot of your points. Like there's, I just, I don't know. There's something that didn't, didn't, I didn't love about it, but I can't argue with that. There's merit to it, you know. There, it's it's not a garbage movie. It just I I really didn't laugh that much. I, I that surprised me that you laughed so much. I it was like like I smiled. I guess you know, like it was. I got the jokes and they were sort of funny, but I never laughed. You yeah. know, I didn't expect to, but I really did. I really did. I think Chris is the one. You don't. Chris is the one that feels it's like it's not worthy of its namesake. Is well, that- you just said that. You just said that. I, I think what I'm saying is, is that like it did not do what it was. It set out to do. Like if if I tell you there's going to be, or before all this, if I told you there's going to be a new Ghostbusters movie, there's just a list of things that you would want to happen in that movie. At the very least, to make it. Uh, identifiable as a Ghostbusters movie, and I felt like what they did was they took a, a lot of these, a lot of the iconography, and tried to 
um, justify them in ways that just didn't it didn't land for me. Like the the way they got their uh, logo, they need they felt the need to explain how they got their logo. And yeah, they felt it was they terrible. Needed, they, they needed to exp- you know like it just it just for me it just felt like um, the the bits that we were familiar with they just had to justify being there like the Ecto-1 and uh, just a lot of the similarities between that. And they were, and I just wish they would have just jettisoned all that and I done agree. something original. That's all I'm yeah, saying. I, I agree. I totally agree with that. I think everything that was shoehorned in, and it was shoehorned in, like the cameos from the original cast. Oh, that's terrible. terrible. All, 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 that, that, those yeah. are the things that bothered me, Chad. That's They're all I'm bad. saying. Here's, here's my question. So you said – I agree. I totally agree. They should have jettisoned. Like they didn't yeah. need to explain the logo, didn't need, need to have the stupid cameos, all that. Yeah. But – but jettisoning the name uh, would make you hate this movie, not just dislike it. I'm not saying to jettison the name. I'm saying this movie, the movie they gave us, should you did. Should, no, you said, I didn't. You no, said no, I did not. They should have called it on, Paranormal. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. This movie should have been called Paranormal Trappers Extraordinaires. Jettisoning the name. Yes, this movie should have jettisoned the name. <laughs> this movie is not good. That's what I'm saying. This movie is not good enough to be called Ghostbusters. What I'm saying is at the very beginning, the, the very beginning of the process, if they would have jettisoned the need to justify calling this Ghostbusters and doing something that was actually different and good, then perhaps it would have attained that and said, you know what, we took all these ideas and all the stuff that you're familiar with. I just felt like you know they had to visit the firehouse. And I was like, why? Why did you even do that? This doesn't right. make sense. But, but to play the I, other side of the coin too though chris had they not done any yeah. of that the sure. internet would hate that just as much no. why did they not do this where's the no. where's the original cast where's sure. the ball all that stuff would have happened so there's two different arguments here yes the way that it was executed in this movie was in my opinion a complete failure on every level every cameo was bad i mean maybe the last one was okay but most of them were completely bad unfunny bill murray's was Awful, terrible, just terrible. absolutely terrible. I'm just all I'll, of the stuff that they had to shoehorn in there did not work. But we're saying it's the same thing. We're I agree, all, but there, there is a world where having those things in there executed in a better way works. Yeah, sure, I agree. But I'm saying the way that they executed, the way that they did those things, the, the reason – here, here's the deal. For me, it just felt like the studio was like, you need to have this in there, this in there, this in there, this in there. And the, the screenwriters along with the director and probably a lot of the actresses – sat down and said, okay, how can we fit this thing in? Well, let's do this. Make it a joke and it'll be kind of silly and funny. Oh, you know what we could do? And I just, I just I felt like that stuff bogged this movie to the point where, like you said, it was silly and it took me out and I'm like, oh, guys, just do something do something original. Make it something unique to yourself. Sure, absolutely. Let's let's call back to you know the the logo. But why do we have to spend you know two minutes with logos with boobs on them? Like that just felt like what, what? Why are we why are we doing that? I don't I don't understand why why we need to do that. It just for me wasn't wasn't funny. A and B didn't land the way that they wanted to. They could have done something better if they would have just honest. In my opinion, here's just my opinion. If the 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 folks who were making it would have been allowed to do what they wanted to rather than having a studio and tell well, them. We don't know that they weren't allowed to do that. I mean, Paul Feig, it's uh, enough. you know, I, he has a lot of clout. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. Ultimately yeah. though, I do think I am, I do have to say, and, and here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll, sure. because we're doing three reviews, we're going to skip spoilers on this first one. So let's go around and just say whether you think you should see it or not, uh, or if it's worthy or if it's worth being seen in the theater or if it's just a rental. Daniel, what do you think? 
Uh, if you liked the trailer, go see it. If you didn't, you won't like it. It's sort of what you see is what you're going to get. So, uh, sure, see it, I guess. Maybe. Fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm confused. All right, Chris. Yeah. No, you should see this movie. Um, I I had a good time in it, but I just don't expect if, if you have any connection or love for the first movie, just do your best to flush that down the toilet and understand that this is going to be a dumb Silly, uh, fun comedy with some really terrible action in the third, uh, in the fourth, uh, third act, third act. There we go. That's what I was going to say. Okay. So yeah, there, there, there's my thought on it. Okay. Uh, and I disagree with Daniel cause I hated, well, no, I guess, I guess I am kind of agreeing with you. I hated the trailer and really liked the movie. So I don't know that the trailer, if you like the trailer, I think you probably yeah. love the movie, but in, in either case, I think you should see it. I don't know that you have to see it in the theater, although it's a lot funnier than it had any right to be. Uh, I do think it's uh, a worthy entry into the Ghostbusters world, and I do think that these new characters, I would be up for a sequel to see uh, once they can get out from underneath the chains and the baggage of the first movie, yes. uh, which, which, by the way, is kind of a funny-ish, mediocre action in the third act movie in its own right, but we won't go there. I do think that uh, this could really, this cast Wait, could really you, take it to a new place. Did you just say that the, the, you heard me. You heard the what first I said. Ghostbusters... You heard me. Was kind of funny and mediocre action in the third act. I, I there's said no it. action yes. in that movie. What are okay, you talking anyway. about? You, there's no action in that movie. No, yes. not like oh, this. This, this oh, no, movie, I didn't say it like this. I said this it, movie. No, there's no. Come on now, Chris. I didn't it's say not it like an this action movie. movie. This movie is an action movie. At the end, they try to have their four, the four heroines like. Agreed. No, nothing like that is in the first movie at all. And, not, and thank story. you for for saying something that I didn't say, but that's fine. In either that's case, I do I'm, think you, I do think you should go see it, uh, and I think that you will enjoy it. So with that, let's move on to the next movie. Is that music? It's a good choice. Hey, well played. We got no ship, no crew. How are we gonna get out of this one? We'll find hope in the impossible. Well, at least I won't die alone. Well, that's just typical. The IMDb description is, the USS Enterprise crew explores the furthest reaches of uncharted space when they encounter a new ruthless enemy who puts them and everything the Federation stands for to the test. So, I will refrain all of my commentary, because clearly I have plenty. This is Star Trek, after all. To hear from you guys, what did you think of Star Trek Beyond? Let's go to Chris. Chris, did you love Star Trek Beyond? <laughs> uh, yes, I did, actually. Uh, I, I loved everything about it. I feel like this movie finally gets back to the heart of what Star Trek is all about, especially Star Trek movies. And the ones that I really love, Star Trek II and Star Trek IV and VI and First Contact, those movies had a spirit of just joy and family and just we're going to stick together. And even though we're going through some incredibly difficult things, we're still going to stick to our guns and get through it uh, together. And the interaction of those characters, specifically in the original series films, was what why you watched Star Trek. It's why you went there. You wanted to see how Bones and Kirk and Spock interacted, uh, how their friendship or their 
you know, lack thereof friendship, or seemingly so anyway, how I was going to survive this, uh, this particular circumstance. And uh, I just wanted to hang out with this crew. And, you know, there was wonderful moments in this movie where there wasn't any action going on and they were able to just be characters and we get to hang out with them for a little while. There's an, an awesome quiet moment with Kirk and Bones in a bar and talking about, um, you know, it's his birthday, but of course, if you saw the first movie, you know the birthday also coincides with his father's death. And so in this universe, that is a significant thing. And being able to talk about that and why that's difficult and hard. And I love that moment. I think it was great. I love the amazing action sequences in this movie. The This first swarm sequence is amazing. Really well done. And some really great comedic moments. Bones and Spock together on a planet for a, a large chunk of this movie. And I just I just loved how they got, you know, those two characters who seemingly ha- are so different being able to hook you with the fact that Bones needed to be with S- Spock for, I'm not going to give it away for spoilers, but he needed to be with him for a particular reason. And so they were stuck together and things just kind of escalated from there. I just thought that was wonderful too. So some great comedic moments. The action was really quite good. There's some awesome kind of new science fiction elements. Uh, so uh, There's a weapon that's used where it sprays like a a gel that turns really hard very quickly that was used to i think some really great effect and so anyway i i I liked everything about it i thought honestly i i was bummed i the main villain was kind of uh spoiled for me because i saw a trailer uh, a tv ad for it a pre-roll before a youtube video and it gave away a spoiler for the film but i was really upset about it's 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 something that happens really late in the movie and so that was unfortunate for me and i think that was the probably the weakest point of this movie is the actual motivations i guess i would say of the of the main villain but other than that i think everything was really excellent it's a great movie it's gotten uh, great reviews as well which is awesome i i I love that the fact that people actually (laughs) agree with that perception that i was having so i really had a great time with star trek beyond i thought it was excellent i really did all right that is that is high praise in comparison to some of the angst we went through when seeing the first trailers for this film yes yes that's true yeah yeah There, there you have it not not shocking praise but high praise nonetheless well we shall go from high praise to to Josh, which could also <laughs> oh, be high praise. No. I'm excited to see yes. what Josh thought of Star Trek. Josh, go. You're excited to see. I I, I don't believe that after your initial <laughs> intro of me, but that's okay. <laughs> well, you know, I can't quite I can't quite attain Chris's level of of exuberance about the star about any of the Star Trek reboots. Um I will say though against all my against all I had thought going into this movie all my expectations of it um, going to the theater and against my better judgment I ended up liking this movie <laughs> yes 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 I can't believe it there, there, is, there is fairness left in my heart and yeah. I, will not, I will not just hate on it just because I'm supposed to and because I, yeah. part of me really wants to good for you um, Josh I am proud of you I'm really proud of you oh that warms my heart <laughs> I will say that of course you can see you can see Justin Lin's touches on this movie. You can you can see where like Fast and the Furious is intersecting with with the Star Trek universe. But you know whatever you could see it in the big climax scene, which was a little bit laughably 
terrible. Laughably but, awesome is what you mean. It was funny. It was funny. Yeah, it was. And there was one big laugh line. I think it was the one about the jewelry, not to spoil anything. Oh, that was so uh, good. That was pretty good. That's pretty good. And what a wonderfully set up that 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 joke was set up like it was. at the beginning it was of the movie. Well. Yeah, it was awesome. As far as a Star Trek movie goes, like if if I weren't holding it to this this standard of what I think of as an ideal Star Trek movie, um having some kind of some kind of ethical dilemma where you don't really know where you're asking yourself what the main character should be doing and debating with yourself about it. It skated right up to the edge of that and then backed away. And so if I weren't holding it to like the standard of Star Trek, I would think it'd be a it'd be a much better action movie than, you know, a normal action movie because at its heart that's kind of what it was. Yeah. But it's back to talking about Ghostbusters and putting the Ghostbusters label on a movie. Um putting a Star Trek label on a movie carries some things with it for me that were almost there, but not quite there in this movie. Uh, but overall, I liked it much better than the ones, than the reboots that J.J. Abrams was at the helm for. You were just so, not a J.J. Abrams that, fan. That's just, it is a complete, mm-hmm. just, Crazy it is, it is it's, totally it's cemented. I know it's it is. True. I don't it's, really like his stuff. I don't need, like how it ends up. He doesn't yeah. like good movies. It's okay, guys. Yeah. It's fine. Uh-huh. I don't. So was I the only one though? Um, just checking in my theater, the mix didn't seem good. Like there were a couple, hmm. couple lines of dialogue that just got lost in the music. Was that my theater, or did you notice that a couple times yourselves? Because I know you're paying attention to that kind uh, of thing. I did not notice that in mine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me either. No. Yeah. Just the theater then. All right. So yeah. Overall, um, much to my chagrin. Thumbs up. I hate it when I like oh things. My. <laughs> Might be higher praise coming from Josh than Chris's praise was coming from Chris. Oh, there's what no is doubt. That? There's what? no doubt that's true. There's no doubt that's true. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Josh, that really does warm my heart. Uh for many reasons. There for you. So that that is lovely. All right, let's see if we're all on this train of, of loving Star Trek Beyond. Who knew we were gonna be here, people? Daniel. Are you going to stop the train? What did you think? Choo choo! I have, I have no intentions of stopping the train. <laughs> uh, as we've as we've already touched on, that had one of the worst trailers in uh, in recent oh, it really memory. Did. Super yep. deceptive. So bad. Far worse than the Ghostbusters trailer, which was also bad. I agree uh, with you. I agree with you. And uh, so. I was obviously very pleasantly surprised by this fantastic movie. I thought I I really liked the majority of this. I have some I have some problems here or there, but I really really enjoy this movie. I thought the setup was fantastic. Uh, crash landing on the random planet. It was a nice change of pace from you know big space battles that we normally see now. So it really uh, sort of toned down the movie, and I really liked it. Uh, I thought the team, uh, like Chris touched on, they they really felt like a team, uh, and they played off each other really nicely. There was great humor and uh, nice callbacks to the original series. The ripped shirt line was hilarious. Like I said, I have some some problems, and and actually there are some serious problems uh, towards the end of this movie. I won't get into spoilers. There are some really stupid freaking ideas towards the end of this movie that made me mad because the rest of the movie was so good but it didn't ruin the movie for me i wish uh are we gonna talk about spoilers around this one i want to know what that is so yes yeah, I we are <laughs> okay, good 
Good. So I'll touch on those in a little bit. But like I said, it did not ruin the movie for me, even though they were really stupid. And so I really, really enjoyed this movie quite a lot. I'm, I was really happy with it. All right. More praise for Star Trek Beyond. Chad, tell us what you thought. I have vivid memories of uh, we were in a cabin last New Year's uh, mm-hmm. Eve, and this trailer came on, and Chris and Melody uh, having almost a physical reaction to how <laughs> bad it was. And <laughs> it was terrible. What language was used around something to the effect <laughs> of, I don't even remember. It was very bad. Not not bad language, but like I will never. This will be the worst. I don't even want to see it. You know. And so, pretty sure I said all those things. Yeah, I am not. I'm not a Trekkie like Josh and Chris and Melody are. So I was. I I could definitely see that the trailer was terrible, but it didn't offend my sensibilities in the universe. But nonetheless, I was not looking forward to this at all because I am a fan of Justin Lin, some of his work. But after seeing the trailer, I was like, this is going to be just a train wreck. And it is not. It is not a train wreck. Now, I will say this. I was distracted more than one occasion by his constantly moving camera and the way that he moves it. Now, that was one of the things I was going to say. I I love that. I know you love it. You, that's you and Michael Bay. I get it. Um, (laughs) What? What are you talking? What? What do you mean? What am I talking about? Michael Bay moves the camera like that as well. And you love it. That's what I'm talking about. So anyway, (laughs) my point Uh, is that I don't, there are times, certainly in action pieces where having the creative freedom to have the moving camera and certainly with visual effects now where you can create virtual cameras that can essentially go anywhere can be very effective and an additive experience to the viewer. I think there were times here though on more than one occasion where it was distracting to me, to the story. Um, And it just got in the way of what was going on. So that kind of stuff bothered me as far as the Justin Lin-ness of it. But I do have to say, I'm actually going to come down and defend him a little bit. I have heard some people say that this is just an action movie, that it doesn't have a lot of stuff on its mind. And I completely disagree with that assessment. I think that even... Even down to the bad guy and the main character, this movie is clearly saying something. As a matter of fact, I think it's kind of on the nose. Where you have an enemy that's kind of working as a hive mind, where it's almost uh, everything is moving in one direction and being controlled by one person, their mindless army, versus the crew of the Enterprise that is made up of every diverse creature in the universe and everybody's important. One of the things I did love about this movie is that it gave ample time to other characters than the main players, and we got to spend time with them. And the fact that the construct of the movie, as Daniel said, was just a story about them trying to get off of a planet was wonderful and refreshing because we just got to live with these characters. And what what I came to realize for me personally as a non-Trekkie is that I don't really care as much what this crew is doing, I just want to be with this crew when they're doing it. And so it's just one of those things where I, about 45 minutes into this movie, I began to say to myself, am I really liking this movie as much Mm -hmm. as I feel like I'm liking this movie? And then the longer it went, the more that I, I confirmed that I really do, really did like this movie. I do not, it's clearly better than Into Darkness. I don't think it's as good as the 2009, was it, reboot that J.J. did, but it's, but it's in the conversation for sure. So, uh, and I do think it has 
things on its mind. I do think it is more than just dumb action. I think for the Star Trek people that want certain things, I don't know that it goes all the way there for you, but it definitely is smarter than your average action movie, but it also succeeds as an action movie. So yeah, thumbs up from me, completely unexpected, but it was very good. I liked it a lot. I'm so glad this movie was good. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. this is good. I, I don't have to get all... Uh, defensive and defend my my beloved Star Trek. Uh, although I was pretty sure I was going to be ripping it apart uh, when we saw the trailers, for sure, like we said. But, Chad, I think I had, like, the same moment about 45 minutes in. I leaned over to Chris and I was like, I just I just want to, like, start it over. It's just so good. I, I, can't, I can't even understand how I'm liking this so much. I don't know that I felt that way, like, through the entire thing. I think there were a few moments. I, I'm interested to see what Daniel's moments were because I had a few near the end as well that didn't seem to be quite as awesome as the rest of it but like you guys have said it's 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 a solid movie on its own but i also really do feel like it's a start solid star trek film i feel like simon pegg was kind of the hero of this film like the the glue of this film the passion of this film like uh, justin lynn did a fine job uh, way better than i would have ever thought he would minus a few things i could have done without but Simon Pegg, like, whenever he's on the screen, I, he just feels like the magic of this movie to me. And I know that he was one of the writers. So I was say, he that did may be why. It. Yeah, because he's just so much more invested in what's going on because of that. But you can just tell, like, he's enjoying every second. And to me, he was, he was the standout um, in this film. And also, I think I loved that they were on the planet and they, we got to be with them and all the things that you guys have said. But I also loved the long action sequence space battle um that that led them there because i've seen a whole lot of space battles in star trek every single one probably i've seen and um this was something new you know as far as all the tactical situations that i've seen the enterprise and its fellowships be in like this was something new which was cool um i feel like by now that they've gotten to this third film in this franchise, they've been able to separate themselves from needing to mirror the original series or stay true to whatever story beats or or stuff in the original series, which they were doing for the first two films. And for this one, they can just now they have the characters. Now they have this world that is now separated for sure. And like they can just go and just create. And so I loved it. I loved every second Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. Also love um, the, the Sophia Butella character, the native yeah. uh, girl on the planet. Jayla? Yeah, yeah. Jayla. I loved yeah. her character. I thought she was great. great. Yes, she was awesome for sure. And her interaction with, with Simon Pegg's character, I think, was like some of the best stuff in there too. As Absolutely. well as the Bones and Spock Spock stuff was awesome. Yep. I, I, I do think like some of the depth of stuff that they tried to put in with the Jayla character and with the Spock character... Uh, to me, fell a little bit flat in comparison to what I feel like Star Trek can do and usually does. I, I understood where they were going. I just didn't feel like it came across awesome. I felt like if they were going to go there, it should have gone a little deeper to be a little bit more resonating. But that's just being picky because I did love the movies. So um, I guess we'll do quick spoilers. But first, I think we've all given it much praise. But a quick green light to see it in the theaters. Gentlemen, Chris. Yes, no, go see it in the theater. I want to go see it again so bad. I can't believe we haven't yet. So, yes, go see it. Josh, is this worthy of a theater ticket? I mean, <laughs> if you're going to see it, which 
yeah, I guess you should see it. You should probably go see it in the theater. Wow. Because unless you're like Chad and have like a 150-inch TV, whatever he has at home, um, and a huge sound system, it's kind of designed for the big screen. So That's yeah. still, still rather it's see Star it in the Trek. theater. <laughs> All right, Daniel? Absolutely go see it in the theater. No question about it. You'll love it. Yep. Chad? Yes, yes, yes. Theater it is. All right. We have all agreed. Even Josh, more or less, go see it. More or less. All right. And now for spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my arts in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. All right, the two things I had, like I said, I love this movie, so don't jump on me too much, Chris. Oh, it's uh, happening. It's happening. Okay, so I'm, I'm ready to pounce. I'll give the two things, and then you can pounce, okay? They were really stupid. The motorcycle, the whole end sequence where he was spraying the stuff. Spraying the stuff was cool. I liked the, the device of the gel or whatever. That was awesome. That, that wasn't that, just cool. That, that was, was fine. Yeah. But the motorcycle was stupid. I wish it would. Yes. That did not feel Star Trek. That did not. That Why? Was, that, it felt like Why? it was serious. I mean, that did not belong in that movie at all. Exactly. Um, it was so contrived. It was so stupid. Um, so that's the first thing. The <laughs> okay. second thing. Uh, which is worse, was the song that destroyed an army. That was the dumbest thing. I totally, oh, I, I, I totally, totally that, that, that is totally so wrong. disagree with you on that. So wrong. What? So wrong in every single way. Look, I, I'm the, the, the choice of song was hundreds ridiculous. Hundreds of thousands of aliens. That it was, was perfect, dumbest. Josh. This is sabotage. I mean, that's that was like that's perfect. I know. It was right. It was. It was oh, just no, silly. Okay. It was a silly it's choice silly. of song. It was a reasonable plot device. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Plot device. It was stupid. No, what no are you it, talking it, about? it actually it's wasn't. Real, it's great. It's it's wonderful. And in fact, I've, I've listened. I listened to a couple of people's uh, reactions to it just because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't alone in thinking that was dumb. And everybody that I've read who has like looked into it and thought about it, like I totally agree. Like the the idea that instead of so one of the things I've heard a lot about recently is that, you know, we're tired of watching the movie where everybody just like shoots at everybody at the very end or just I agree. that you, you, you get. And so it's wonderful to take something like music um, and something that is totally non to anyone else, a normal human, you know, whatever. It, it's a it's it's a, a message, a good thing, right? You'd associate normally music, art, a good thing as not something that would be very powerful or would destroy something. And in the end, that's the weapon. The big big deal is is that somehow music is able to disrupt the frequency of the, these ships and destroy them. I, I agree with you that it's 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 humorous, 
It's supposed to be. That that note right. is supposed to be right. humorous. Well, I know it is. That's and, fine. But I also think the idea of it is wonderful it and is. beautiful. I and think not only that, it's a callback to 2009. Sure, exactly. That's the reason that song is there. But I also think the, the name of the song, Sabotage, is perfect for the moment as well. And I, I think when they did the trailer, the first trailer we all reacted to, it was like, that's the dumbest thing ever. And Justin Lin was like, oh, man, maybe I've ruined the ending of my movie by giving that away. I think they probably regretted that. I mean, obviously more than that, but I thought it was wonderful. That moment for me was like mind blowing. I just, I really enjoyed it. I, of course, it, it, it almost could have divulged into the goofiness, but I think they did this really wonderful line of it being funny and also powerful. And I, think I, was I think it was purely goofy. It, it was, was funny. Very and I get the, Star Trek. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was so stupid. I, but again, it did not ruin the. It didn't ruin anything. I still loved the movie. I just thought it was a really dumb moment. Here's just the like the motorcycle. I, I, I can understand why you think the motorcycle is dumb. I it, get that. Motorcycle Fine. was dumb. I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to argue that point. But I will. I would fall on my sword to say that the ending of that was not brilliant. I, the part that I had a goofy problem with was was more of the the why did we have to have a fist fight at the end? I wish that that would have been resolved differently. Uh, but that was what I thought you were going to say was goofy. I dis, I I can't disagree more with with that. I think the the song riding the the, the surf riding the uh, exploding array of hive ships because of the frequency of the song was Oh, I really like that. It kind of gave me goosebumps. Even think talking about it right now gives me goosebumps. I want to see this movie again. It's not stupid. It's but not. I, but uh, I, I and I agree with. Uh, I, I agree. I wish it wasn't just a fist fight at the end. That was kind of silly. But I did like the way he did it, where there you you didn't know which way was up. You know, uh, there was no gravity, and so it was spinning around. And I thought that was really well done. Even though Yorktown, I wish it wasn't. Yorktown was 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 wonderfully. Crazy. That's one of the things yeah. I liked about this was yeah. is that they decided the aesthetic that you're used to with the original Star Trek films is totally thrown out the window. And this is something we've never seen in another Star Trek movie uh, or television property or anything. Um, and I kind of liked it for that, that. He decided, you know what? We've never seen this. This is a crazy idea. Uh, let's just do it. And they use it, I think, to great effect. I, I, at first, when you first see the city, when, it's for, when the Enterprise is first going in, you're like – this is weird, and I was never—I wasn't sure we were ever going to get back there. But when we did, all that kind of paid off. The original setup paid off. I think that's—that's that's one of the things I could definitely say about this movie is that they set up a lot of wonderful things that actually paid off pretty big, including that song, even way back to 2009. They—they they let that work back here. So I—I kind of liked it. I agree. Well, in my—in my opinion. The song thing was was stupid and was goofy, but I still loved every single second of it. Like giant smile on my face, loving it. So, I don't know what that says about me, but that's the what line I about classical music was really hilarious, though. That was good. I see that what you dumb. did there. I see what you did there. Oh, come on, that was funny. Come that was on, dumb. That, that was funny. that was a dumb joke. Uh, come on, it was funny. It was funny, dumb, funny, dumb. Was, well, okay, it's funny. Come on, don't, don't tell me you didn't at least snark, snark, snark. What's the word? What? I snarfed my coat. <laughs> I might have rolled my eyes. No, you laughed. Oh, come on. I told you I laughed at the at the jewelry joke. That was, that was funny. That I don't, was awesome. I don't remember that. What I don't what was that? I don't remember that. Remember? Um, so Spock is trying to get him to reconfigure uh, the the oh. know, tracking device to find yeah. The other people, totally. and so he says, yeah. configure it to the certain frequency. It's a, uh, it's volcanium or whatever it is. It it's in this necklace that I gave my girlfriend. It emits a certain kind of radiation, 
And yeah, totally. Bone says, you gave your girlfriend radioactive jewelry. <laughs> says, no, that wasn't the intention when I gave it. So you gave your girlfriend a tracking device. <laughs> so good. Yeah, that was great. So good. Th- that that, great. Those, those two were perfectly written. And Bones finally gets some amazing, wonderfully scre- wonderful screen time. It was great. Except for the, like, the beginning of the whole beginning of the movie where i mean i guess i know that's the bones character overall but he's just so overplayed he's so one-dimensional and then as the movie goes on he kind of kind of becomes a full full full-fledged character yeah well i think he's been one-dimensional throughout the the reboots though he really hasn't been in them all that much or any in any consequential way anyways i read that he wasn't actually even going to be in this movie originally and then Simon Pegg gave him an early version of the script and he was like oh is this what you're doing with my character okay all right I'll do it (laughs) um so because I think he had enough of it because if you go back and watch them he's hardly in it and he those three are the the three I mean they're yeah they're why you were watching the original series moment of silence for Chekhov yeah yeah Yeah, no doubt I was glad though that he got a lot of screen time in this movie yeah 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 it was good Everybody did. It was it was good. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Star Trek Beyond. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. All right. And our third movie of the night is Jason Bourne. I know who I am. When we are finished with you, you'll no longer be yourself. Remembering everything doesn't mean you know everything. Tell me. You're never gonna find any peace. Not till you admit to yourself who you really are. The most dangerous former operative, this is already stupid. The most dangerous <laughs> former operative of the CIA is drawn out of hiding to uncover hidden truths about his past. That is the plot description for Jason Bourne, not for the Bourne identity or supremacy or ultimatum, but it applies to all of them. <laughs> this is the same movie. This is a reboot, right? Uh, I, I don't remake? know what it is. Is it a remake? What is this? This is a seek- sequel. Remake. Oh, seek a seek boot. A seek boot. Okay. Uh, after a trilogy... Then an attempt at a new franchise with Jeremy Renner. The Bourne franchise stalled out. And even though no one asked for it, Matt Damon and director Paul Greengrass <laughs> returned for this new one. Uh, so we'll keep this brief. Chad, tell us your feelings on the earlier movies, the trilogy and the Jeremy Renner one, and then uh, what you thought of Jason Bourne. Paul Greengrass is one of my favorite directors, period. He's directed five movies, three of which I l- absolutely love. Uh, United 93, Captain That's... Phillips, which is, uh, uh, love Captain yeah. Phillips. Uh, he's J- directed, of course, The Bourne Ultimatum, The Bourne Supremacy, Bloody Sunday, which is another movie that I enjoy. So I was excited about this return. But I, I like the original trilogy a lot. The first one, I think, is great. The second one, mm, okay, kind of okay. But The Bourne Ultimatum, I think, is excellent. I think it's really, really yeah. excellent, and I like it a lot. I think the aesthetic that they use, the hand-to-hand combat, a lot of the ways that they shot action in the in those two specifically in Supremacy and Ultimatum really kind of had a significant impact on how hand-to-hand combat is shown in film, and and I, I like them very much. Jeremy Renner's movie, and I like Jeremy Renner. 
And I like the director of that movie as well. Just not good. Just not good, kind of boring. A oh. couple of good action set pieces, but just not good. So I went into this with very high hopes. Very, very high hopes. Original cast, Paul Greengrass at the helm, uh, also accredited writer on the film. Uh, I thought it would be f- just excellent. And boy, was I wrong. Boy, was I wrong. I don't hate this movie at all. It's better than Batman v Superman. But it's, um, I, I have not been able, I haven't really bought into the Paul Greengrass shaky cam criticism. Uh, I know some people have a hard time with it. It's hard to follow. It makes me sick, whatever. I've never personally had any issue with that. But I did in this movie. There were a couple of action set pieces toward the beginning where I literally had no idea what was happening. I mean, I knew what was happening. It was bad. Big picture, but the continuity edit was atrocious. And the the cut to cut, the way that they moved the camera to try and feign uh, momentum throughout a shot was disastrous. In the opinion. last, the last fight, the last fight in the underground was. It's a, it was disastrous. It was terrible. It, it, was, it was so terrible. so terrible. And so, number one, right off the bat, I was I was angry at it because <laughs> I know that he can do better because he has done better. Still using the aesthetic, I just feel like he was like, you know, guys, what that camera needs? A little more shake. A little more shake. Shake and it so, up, baby. Um, <laughs> so that was one thing. Number two, the plot or the story in this movie, I thought was was terrible. It was yeah. uninteresting. It was unnecessary. The contri- Without going into spoilers, the way they had to bend and twist to try to make some new motivation for this movie to exist and kind of retrofitting the history of this uh, franchise, I thought was ridiculous and unnecessary. There's a good movie to be made here. Around the edges, there's a story that is still interesting. I still love this character. Matt Damon is fantastic uh, as this character embodies this character but i could not be more disappointed in this movie i did not like it i was not thrilled by it the set piece at the end in vegas had moments that approached excitement but never really got there again because it's so hard to follow what's going on and so for me a big big thumbs down big disappointment and i just i just did not like it at all and was tremendously disappointed Wow. All right. So uh, a very bad review from Chad. Uh, so Melody, what did you think? Well, uh, you know, I have seen all the Bourne movies and I like all the Bourne movies. I don't love any of them probably, um, uh, but I like them. I love the character. I think I love, you know, I love the way that Matt Damon portrays him. The Jeremy Renner one, was it Legacy? I, I liked it also. Like I, I like spy movies and these are pretty decent, but... So, but I was not necessarily super excited about this, just because I feel like they've they've come and gone, and yay for Born. I think that I probably got from this movie what I was expecting to get, which was kind of a yay for Born sort of feeling. Like I didn't hate it as much as Chad did, maybe, um, but I didn't like it. I didn't. Uh, there were there were parts of it that I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed like the first half, um, maybe the first two thirds. Just because maybe I'd miss the character and like seeing him out in action again or whatever. Not because I was very compelled into the storyline or really any of the other characters in the film. But for for Bourne, I was into it. But by the time it got to the the Vegas stuff, like it had just the plot had gone so far off the rails for me that it was hard to even care about seeing Bourne on the screen very much. 
Um, so overall, I think I probably liked it a little bit more than Chad did just because I like Jason Bourne and I like seeing him on the screen. But uh, as far as the plot goes and all of that, it was it was certainly disappointing. I agree with, well, I don't agree with Chad on the Paul Greengrass, Jakey Cam thing that it hasn't been an issue before because for me it's always been an issue. And maybe that's why I don't love board movies. Maybe it's why I only like them because I find that extremely irritating. So when it was going on in this movie, it wasn't like a surprise to me or more irritating than previous films uh, like it apparently was for Chad. So that's just a born thing. I've come to accept it. And that is my review. <laughs> okay. So a little more medium review. Um, medium. I'd give it a medium. <laughs> okay. Josh, uh, what do you think of the older born movies? And did you see Jason Bourne? Oh, man. The older born movies. How many of them even are there at this point? I don't. This I've is seen the fifth. one or two. Wow. Okay. The fifth. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to tap myself out of this one cuz I have seen <laughs> No, I saw, let's see. That's that's it's all coming back to me now. There were three Matt Damon movies, Jeremy Renner movie, now this one. I want to say I saw two and a half of them and I like them okay. What Chad was saying about uh the camera movement not being a problem for him in the earlier movies, it was for me. It was it's it's disconnecting, it's jarring, and I, I've just never liked shaky cam in general, and the editing of the fight scenes is just so distracting for me. And so I like in general, I like Matt Damon movies. If you want to classify the Bourne series as Matt Damon movies, I don't know whether that really qualifies, but he was the star, so I'm gonna call it. <laughs> I do generally like them and the earlier Bourne movies were decent, but the editing was distracting, and that is pretty much my entire opinion of them. Uh, they're, they weren't very memorable for me overall, and I didn't see this one. So let's go ahead and move right along. Okay, then. We will move right along to Chris. Same question. What did you think of the older movies and this one? Yeah, I really like uh, Ultimatum. I think we've kind of discussed that. The first movie I enjoyed quite a bit just because it seemed different and fresh. Um, you know, the spy genre was pretty tired uh, when the first one came out and they breathed uh, new life into that genre. And so I liked the first film. I liked Ultimatum. Um, I really wanted to like this movie. In fact, I went in pretty excited to see Jason Bourne again. And I think that would have been a much better title, by the way, Bourne <laughs> yeah. Again. And so I just, you know, I, I, I was looking forward to it. And uh, I'd say like the first little bit of it, I had a, I had uh, some hopes. Uh, I, was, I was thinking maybe it was going to go somewhere different and uh, take a different take on things. But it just went back into the same thing where there's just the bad CIA people are in a room with headsets looking at screens talking about where Jason Bourne is and Jason Bourne running away from assassins. And that's pretty much this movie and all the others. Um, there's not really a whole lot of difference between them. In fact, you could show me clips from probably all four of the films or all five of the films now and tell me they were all from the same movie. The only way, the only way I'd know the difference between them is the fact that Matt Damon's gotten older. Um, I really, there's not a whole lot of different, uh, whereas the first one was very fresh and new. 
now it's just tired and old and that just doesn't work anymore. There was one moment that really kind of I was in awe of as far as a filmmaker goes. Uh, there's a riot in the middle of this movie or maybe earlier in the movie actually. A riot in, in, this, in these, this city streets and there's so many people on camera. I leaned over to Chad. We saw it together and I was like, man, can you imagine shooting this? Like logistically, it was insane. It looked amazing. It was really quite cool. But then it goes into this crazy shaky cam stuff. At the end, there's a there's a fight sequence at the very end. And it was bothering me so much how many times they were cutting that I decided to go ahead and start counting how many cuts they made. And within a 30-second period, maybe it was a little bit longer than that, I counted 150 cuts. 150 cuts within like a minute. That's insane. It just it, it's too much. It, it, the, sh- the camera's shaking all over the place. It's cutting all, all and it just it's just a mess. And I think that's kind of is is a an example of what this movie is. It's just a mess. It's a bunch of different ideas, and they thought, well, we can just cut it all together really fast, and maybe the audience won't realize what's happening. And it just it didn't work for me. It really didn't. I wanted it to. I, I do like Paul Greengrass. Uh, he has uh, Ultimatum's wonderful from the United ninety three and uh, Captain Phillips. Th- those are great movies. There's no doubt. But this is this is this is a mess, and it's unfortunate uh, because. You know, I love Matt Damon. The cast in this was wonderful. Uh, this is the gal who was in um, Ex Machina. So this is kind of one of her follow-ups. She does a good, good job, I guess. But, you know, she's just given a a role that's, I don't know, just it's, it's not very exciting. She's, she's just another person in a room staring at a screen with a headset on for most of the movie. So that's my review of Jason Bourne. I, I wouldn't see it in the theater. I'd say stay away, watch Ultimatum. You'll have a much better time. Okay, wow. Another hard review from Chris, surprisingly. So from my thoughts, well, first, I don't think they called it Born Again because it would be too easy to make jokes like Born Again. So that might be why they didn't call it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so for my thoughts on the movie, I love the original trilogy. Um, of course, especially Ultimatum. I, I really love Born Ultimatum. I think that is a fantastic movie. Agreed. Really, really love it. And so um, I was super – once I saw the trailer, I thought it was a great trailer for this movie. And so I was really excited for this one. And I can't argue with a lot of the complaints you guys have made. I really can't. Um, I agree. Some really bad cutting, some bad uh, movement towards the beginning. And honestly, overall, I don't know. There was something that I enjoyed. I think Melody said it it really well. You know, it's just sort of fun to see Matt Damon being Jason Bourne again. I don't know what it is, but I I enjoy seeing his character, and I think he does a really uh, good job at playing the character. I think the plot was terrible. I think that uh, it feels completely unnecessary and poorly contrived, and there's no reason this movie needs to exist, and I don't want there to be any more of them. Um, But... (laughs) But I didn't think this was awful. I really didn't. I don't think it was good by any means, but I didn't think it was awful. I think uh, it's fun to just have Matt Damon back as Bourne. I think Paul Greengrass does some good things here uh, from time to time. Like I said, beginning and end are are a little shaky. I agree. But I think there's overall, it's it's a well literally shaky. Literally shaky. Okay, all right. Literally, sure. (laughs) Yes, literally. And uh, I think the performances overall are pretty good. Um, Alicia Vikander is great emotionally, and uh, she you really. feel the emotions of her character and and but her accent is garbage oh lord she cannot do an american accent people need to don't make alicia vikander do an american accent did you guys notice how awful her accent was or is it just me i just accepted it i just thought oh she must be some sort of 
British, Australian. I think European she was supposed to be American. Something. I think she was supposed to be American. It was bad, but but like emotionally, she was great. Um, so anyway, other than that, I thought the performances were really nice. So I don't know. For me, I think it's worth a watch. For if you like the Bourne movies, I think it's worth a watch. Uh, I don't think you'll be angry about this. I don't think. I think it was it was a, a fine movie. Nothing more, nothing less. There is one question. I wanted to ask you guys a question. So, like I said, I loved the trailer. I thought that it was a really good trailer. And there's a moment, a moment that they leaned really heavily on uh, in the trailers and in all of the marketing, the TV spots, yep. uh, some online uh, material. Uh, there's this punch where he knocks a guy out. It's almost yeah. like a fight club sort of thing. And he yeah. knocks this guy out. Awesome moment in the trailer and in all the TV spots. Doesn't happen like that in the and movie. And it's not in the movie. Nope. It happens so much worse. I was yeah. so disappointed. Well, it was so it's, see, it's, it's, it's yeah. Go ahead, Chris. It's kind of there, but it's not really there. It's it's a different a, shot. It's, it's a different, different take. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was. I'm not a two against that because I or about that because I hate trailers. I have completely switched over to the dark side when it comes to trailers. Just because, not in theory, but in practice, the way that they are now, you literally, you, you know the whole movie, the whole movie before you even see it. So yeah. I liked the fact that they just showed that one scene. But even when I saw it, I was like, oh man, that would have been cool to see that in the movie. And yeah. so, on the one hand, I, I was disappointed it wasn't there, there, but I also was kind of glad that it was something different as opposed to already showing it yeah but i wish they would have flipped it at least i mean because the cooler shot was the one that they used no doubt. the more more no interesting doubt. shot so no i agree with you though trailers suck i mean and i tr- i try to avoid them but i don't do a very good job yeah, since i, I see either. so many things. i think this is the worst of the five honestly i don't oh i disagree totally I, four sucks I, so I, bad i don't think four sucked i think four was different but it for me it had a lot of tension in it that I enjoyed. I didn't like the movie overall, but if I had to watch this one or that one, I would watch. I'd watch Legacy again. Wow. I would. I, I was. I. I'm. Yeah. I was really disappointed with this movie. It's. It's a bummer. I don't remember either one of them, and I just watched Born, <laughs> Jason Born, whatever this movie was called. Yeah. Actually, what I would do is I'd go watch Rogue Nation again. Then I, everything would be okay. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Or Star Trek Beyond. Go see Star Trek Beyond. Skip this movie. Just see Star Trek Beyond again. I don't think you need to skip this movie if you skip like it. Born movies. Just you skip, don't need it. To skip it. No. Let's, let's but there wrap. are better movies out there. Skip it. Well, we can we can go around and see. Let's okay. Go so see. let's go around. We've already heard a little bit of it, but Chad, what's the official verdict? I would say don't see this in the theater. Uh, if you like spot the spy genre or like action movies, I, w- I could recommend it as a rental. You know, you're not going to, you could do worse for five or six bucks. So rent it, but don't see it in the theater. Okay, Melody? If you are a real Born fan, you've probably already seen it. So I would say at this point, no, like it's, it's <laughs> just see it when it, for a rental, you'll be fine. That's my thought. Yeah. All right. And Chris? No. A flat no. Don't see it at all. It, 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 you know, it's a waste of your time. I'm a huge fan of, Spy movies. I love the Bourne films. Just watch Ultimatum again. You'll be much happier, I promise. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that a lot, but um, I still th- I, th- I think if you're a Bourne fan, Melody's right. This will make right. you angry. This will make you it. angry. If you're a Bourne fan, this will not so. make you happy. I'm a huge Bourne fan, and it did not make me angry. It, it, it didn't mean necessarily happy, but <laughs> I wasn't angry. So, so you know, whatever. So it, you're just ambivalent? You're just like, yeah, I'm glad I yeah. wasted two hours? Uh no, I was like, oh okay, that was that was some, an okay use of my time, oh. and, and and so I yeah I think I think it's probably not worth 
uh, $10 movie ticket or $15 movie ticket. Uh, oh, it's but it not. is it's definitely it's not. absolutely worth a rental. No, no doubt about it. You, you're not going to be mad that you spent a few bucks on this as a rental. No doubt about it. You're listening to the screeners podcast. We hope you have enjoyed our double stuff episode of the screeners. We promise that at least for the next little bit that we will uh, record more consistently now that our summer break is over. But if you get a moment, please head over to Twitter and follow us on Twitter at ScreenersCast. On Facebook, you can find us by searching for The Screeners Podcast. You can also send us an email to ScreenersCast at gmail.com. And if you get a few moments, it would really help us out if you could head over to iTunes and leave us a review. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.